0: Following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and
1: Mo. Welcome back in. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint. We are coming to you live from the Lee Company studio and glad to have you with us here on this Friday edition as we get ready for Titan Sunday and National Championship Monday. Whatever you feel about National Championship Monday, you know, that's it's your business. <laughs> I know how I feel about National Championships on Mondays or Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, either one. <laughs> I don't like either of them, but that's not my decision. They don't ask me. So Perhaps they should. Perhaps they should. I have better ideas than they do. Neither here nor there. It is time to talk about the Tennessee Titans and their upcoming game against the Houston Texans. That's going to be noon on Sunday. Chiefs play tomorrow at three thirty. A loss doesn't clinch the number one seed, but it certainly makes uh, life easier, I guess. Does it not? Uh, no, because Cincinnati has to lose or tie, and New England has to lose or tie, and Buffalo has to, w- or Buffalo can win in that scenario. So, oh, okay. But Cincinnati's not playing with Joe Burrow. They won't have Joe Burrow. So the Browns, who knows, could potentially win that game. And
2: but I don't think the Browns are going to have Mayfield, which may be another Garoppolo Lance.
1: Uh, I was about to say, they may have, they may be in better shape. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But neither here nor there. The Tennessee Titans also may or may not have Derrick Henry. That decision has yet to be made at this point. Uh, Mike Vrabel basically said that he thinks he looked good. Uh, they're continuing to track his you know, his speed and his volume of, of work. Uh, but two days on turf, he looked pretty good. They said he'll see where he is tomorrow before they make a decision. I guess he's going to go to Houston. And they'll make a decision when he gets there.
2: I think you have to take him, just because. I don't know I why you, you don't. Have, I think you have to make Houston at least
1: game prepare plan for, yeah, yeah. with
2: the for the possibility.
1: Yeah, uh, no question there. If you have the ability to force them to to prepare for Derrick Henry. That's a good thing, because especially when we've seen it all year long, the the difference in defense when Derrick Henry's on the field versus when he's not. Here's the thing. For the Titans, I'm not sure it matters, because the way Dante Foreman has been running the football lately, it may be a situation where you get to pick your poison. Do you want to try to cover A.J. Brown and Julio Jones with, you know, a couple safeties up top? Or do you want Deontay Foreman to just run through you? It's your choice. Andrew is still on the on the air with us, and we're glad to have him as always, Andrew the Earl Moore talking Titans. And, you know, guys, I'm just going to ask this question here, and I'll, I'll let you, you guys take it. But uh, – If you're the Titans and you don't have to play Derrick Henry and just pretend like you got the same team you had last week and add Julio Jones, right? It doesn't matter who you've got on the field because the fact that this team lost to the Texans, what, four weeks ago? That's the motivation, Mm. right? It's a different Game. If you had beaten them handily four weeks ago, then it would be after this. After they lost to them, so this team. It doesn't matter who. Am I right? I mean, that motivation is enough.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you need Derrick Henry to win this game. Although going back forty something days ago, they didn't have Derek Henry, and Houston comes into your house. Um, albeit the weather was bad. You didn't have many options out there, Uh, the turnovers. uh, And they came in and they beat you. Um, But I don't think you need Derrick Henry to play to win this game. Um, I think all of us would love to see Derrick Henry back onto the field. Um, And my my opinion on the Derrick Henry situation, whether he should play or whether he should not play, has actually kind of changed in the last week. This time last week I said, no way – Absolutely not. Save him. But as I kind of came back and just thought about a little bit more, it really comes down to is he healthy or is he not healthy? If he's healthy, there's no more healing that needs to get done. Why not put him out there and play him for 10 to 15 snaps or at most uh, a quarter? I just don't want to see Derrick Henry's very first game uh, not being hit for 10 straight weeks. Uh, unless we win, it's it's more like 12 straight weeks, and that that be his first game uh, back in the playoffs. Um, so I, if he's healthy, I say let him go, let him run. If he's if he's not healthy and he needs more time, then sure. Uh, let Deontay Foreman and, and Dontrell Hilliard keep doing what they've been doing for this team over the last couple of months. Um, but I guess we'll see. We don't really know. I think we have until 3 o'clock on Saturday. I say we, the Titans have three o'clock until three o'clock Saturday to, to activate him back onto the active roster for the game Sunday. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Give it about 24 more hours and we'll know.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with Andrew. You know, 100%. I, I think that the, the best scenario, again, as we spoke earlier in the week, Chris would be to get Derrick Henry in there for some snaps, just to, you know, get hit like we've talked about. But um I don't know that he has to play for Tennessee to win this ball game. And and think about it, you know, Deontay Foreman is a former Houston Texan. You talk about motivation.
3: So um, is Dontro Hilliard. He's a former Texan as well.
2: And there's Cunningham on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, you've you've got three guys that would love to go into um go into Houston and wrap up the number one seed where they win over their former team, I would think. So so yeah. Um I don't I don't think Derrick Henry is pivotal in this ball game, but in terms of the long the big picture, I think it would be great if you could just get him a few snaps and see how he reacts to it. So
1: I'd like to see him get in there and break a long one so that he could maybe get 63 yards on, in the game. Yeah,
2: 63, is that what he needs for 1,000?
1: Yep. <laughs> that would be incredible there you for go. a guy to play less than, uh, well, basically half a season and still get 1,000
2: yards. Well, yeah, get him get him a 1,000 and get him out. Yeah, I, I would have no problem with that. Well, we'll we'll look back
3: on this season and we'll remember that it was the season that Derrick Henry unfortunately got injured. But when we go back and we look on like NFL.com or ESPN and we look at the stats and we see that one with three zeros behind it, it's just going to feel a little bit better, I think.
1: Uh, There's no no question. And the fact that you have both Julio and AJ healthy – I think COVID was probably one of the best things that could have happened to Julio actually. Uh getting him that extra week of of yep. rest with, and not necessarily needing him uh, in last week's game. Now you've got a guy who just like, you know, basically if nothing else, you still have to account for number 2. Period. If he's on the field, you got to account for it. Yep. Now whether he makes you know whether he gets 10 catches or two catches that doesn't always matter the stats don't always matter his presence is a huge factor for defenses against this team no question
3: gonna I mean, be the, the, uh, the second the, the second you don't pay attention to Julio Jones is the is when he's gonna he's going to tear you up
1: I'm not sure that there's ever been a more important decoy role player.
3: (laughs) Probably not. Although you are paying a lot of money to that decoy player,
2: but you are paying a lot of money to that decoy. But I think if, if this team does what it's capable of doing, you won't mind spending that money so much. And, with a Julio Jones on the opposite side of the field from an AJ Brown, again, you 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 have to pay attention to him, and it really becomes a pick your poison kind of deal.
1: I think that's where again, like you said, Andrew, it's a lot of money to play to pay for a decoy player, but it's worth it if you win it all, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you've paid for him. And I, I think that's kind of the you know that that's one of the the big things that we all sit here and and talk about is the chance for a number one seed is still on the table. I mean, a win and you get it. You you all you have to do is beat the four win Texans, and you are the number one seed. You get a buy in the playoffs. Over the last, uh, what is it, like 15 years, 80% of the teams with the bye in the first round make the playoffs or make the Super Bowl. It's such a big deal to have that bye. And the the fact is that this team hasn't been healthy all year. And they are 100% healthy, if not this week, next week, even if it's a bye. That is scary if you are an AFC playoff team.
3: Absolutely. And that's 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 crazy to even think about. I mean last week was the first time all year that the five starting offensive linemen played an entire full game together. That's crazy. I mean Mike Vrabel's about to play his 89th different player against Houston. 89. <laughs> Uh, which I mean Steve, I mean we set the, they set the record over a month ago and then just since that time they've added on to it. So just getting the one seed is, is great, but getting the one seed this year after everything this team's been through. Uh, all the adversity, the injuries, uh, just the rotating players in and out, not knowing who's going to be starting, not, not, not having enough players to even practice throughout the week. And then you still get the number one seed, which means you only need to win two games with a healthy roster to make the Super Bowl. It's it's pretty exciting. It's actually I'm, it's giving me chills right now just talking about it.
1: Well, you know, and Sunday when you when you're you're taking on this this Texans team, I I mean, obviously they're it doesn't look like Chris Conley is going to be playing. He's out. He's questionable with a knee injury. Jordan Akins, Chris Moore, both of those guys have COVID apparently. Uh, this is a Texans team that, that is, I, I mean, I'm not sure what they bring to the table. And of course I wasn't sure what they brought to the table a few weeks ago either. Right. Mm-hmm. But so how, what is the key Sunday, Andrew?
3: Uh, you put your foot on their throat and you stomp on it and you don't stop. I mean, you get up, you, you get up on this team 14, 21 points early, and I, I, that, that really just to me it has to be it. The defense just keeps doing what they're doing. They've been pretty much great all year long. But if you can get up on this team early, a young team that's been down and out, uh, you know, players wanting to leave the organization, not really having that much talent in the, in the building. If you can get a young team down like that early, uh, I think, I think that's just the easiest way to win this game.
1: Mo, your key to the game.
2: I I agree with Andrew. Uh, You know, if you win the flip, you take the ball, you go down and score and you just, you know, take away any hope of them winning as quickly as possible and just, You know, just keep pounding them. Get physical with it, and um, just leave no doubt. Um, I mean, because the longer you let a team like that hang around, the better your chances are of losing to them, and we saw that the last time they played.
1: No question. Well, thanks, guys. That's going to get us to Sunday. Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans, noon. It's going to be a lot of fun. When we come back, John Bryce... FootballScoop.com talks national championship football, so stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. We'll be right back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
4: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof.
1: And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo.
1: Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal Friday. Looking forward to it myself. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up this weekend. Uh, these next few weekends are some of my favorite Mo. When we get NFL football on Saturday and Sunday, it, it just it's a lot of fun, plenty to to just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy a weekend of football. And it gets, again, it gets started tomorrow at 3.30 with Kansas City. Uh, and, and then, obviously, Sunday we get the Titans. And then Monday night is the national championship for college football, which is always a blast. And for the sixth time in eight years I believe the Alabama Crimson Tide will be taking part in the championship game this time they will once again take on the Georgia Bulldogs a rematch from a couple of years ago and a couple of weeks ago so yeah always fun but to talk about that Looking forward to it as John Bryce of FootballScoop.com joins us here. And John, welcome in. Glad to have you.
5: Glad to join you gentlemen here on the eve of the weekend and hope you both had a happy new year.
2: You did. It did it was very nice. It was very quiet, John. I hope yours was the same. Hey, um obviously as Chris was saying, we've got this national championship game on Monday and you know, to some degree, you feel like you've seen this already. Um, at the same time, despite the outcome when they played in Atlanta a few weeks ago, the team that lost that game is picked to win this game. Can you explain that to me? Make me understand how that is.
5: Yeah, that's definitely um, a very interesting element that Georgia is a slight favorite in this game. Um, I think that they probably has to do with um, the old sports conventional wisdom that it's hard to beat the team twice and um, I think it also has to do with the fact that um, it, it's a long season and, and Georgia was sort of due for a hiccup but it' been at least especially on the defensive side of the ball really the, mo- the most superior power conference team. In the land, and then I think it has to do with respect for opponents played in the semifinals. And there's much more respect, I, I think, for uh, what Cincinnati did, uh, uh, for Mi- what Michigan did going through the Big Ten gauntlet than what Cincinnati was able to accomplish um, earning its way as the first ever group of five. So I think um, Georgia overpowered and dominated Michigan. I think that in a lot of ways, Alabama. Um, really sort of just systematically picked apart Cincinnati, almost like an inter-squad scrimmage. And uh, I think all of those are factors.
2: Chris would also tell you that John Mechie not being available for Alabama makes a difference. Um,
5: That's probably – I think that's probably right. Um, I think the absence of Mechie is significant. That said – What are your thoughts? Um, I like Alabama in the game, um, and and here's why. Um, I boil it down when it gets to this stage a lot to, uh, obviously, the coaching test, but then to individual players. And in my opinion, um, you have the single most impactful individual player on the Alabama roster and Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young. And um, I said it going into the SEC championship game in some different platforms that we hadn't seen what would happen to Georgia if and Bennett had to go win a game to the Bulldogs. And certainly um, that was the day where, yes, Georgia jumped to a 10-0 lead, but Alabama very quickly answered and, and soon had Georgia back on its heels, and we didn't see and Bennett answer. And um, so I like the Alabama individual components. I like the the coaching and the middle edge, there's a lot to be said for the expectation of being there and the expectation to win. And I think both of those um, favor Alabama. So um, I like, I think it will be a lower scoring matchup than the last time in all likelihood. But um, I think it's it ends up being probably a four to six point game. But uh, I still, my, my pick is, is Alabama on Monday night.
1: John, you know, the strength of this Georgia defense is obviously its run defense. They are just incredibly good at stopping the run. With the you know, with the fact that John Mechie is out, is is Alabama ready? Are they prepared to lean on Brian Robinson more on Monday night? Or are they just gonna try to run what run when they can and beat this team with Bryce Young?
5: Yeah, you know, I think this is one of the great traits of Nick Saban through the years is, is that he has evolved, and his only stubbornness is the stubbornness to win, and he doesn't care in what manner he does it. Um, if he has a suffocating defense and can win a game 20-17, to 17, he will do so. If he needs to um, open the gates and, and let the offense roar its engine and, and win a game, 45 to 42, we've seen him do that as well in, in some of the shootouts with, with Ole Miss or Auburn through the years. So um, I think Alabama is prepared and built, again, to take what is given it. And right now the, the strength of this Alabama offense, even without Nechie, in my opinion, is still the throw game. Jameson Williams is super good. Bryce Williams is mobile and makes some incredible throws on the run that I think favor him. And so, um, you know, I think Robinson can carry the load, but Georgia's, I mean, excuse me, Alabama's not going to be stubborn against the Georgia defense. And if Georgia um, still stacks its box to force Alabama into the throw game and to completely take away the run as much as possible, then that's how Alabama will go attack Georgia. Now, you can bet they'll have some wrinkles in the run game to try and get Robinson more involved in, to also absolutely take pressure off of bryce young but again i think the um the Alabama offense still has nice weapons robinson catches it fairly well out of the backfield i really like um jaleel billingsley at the tight end spot and um think he could absolutely be an x factor in this game especially with all the talk focusing on brock bowers the georgia tight end who is really good but um, with Mechie out, I think that that could open the door for Billingsley to have a greater role for Alabama.
1: It's interesting you say that because, I mean, in the SC Championship game, Georgia never once got to Bryce Young, and that's that's got to be the key. I mean, if they even if they can stop the run, it doesn't matter if Bryce Young can sit back there and torch you for 421 again.
5: Well, and, and another key, key element to that is, Okay, if they get to Bryce Young, what are they sacrificing (laughs) to get to Bryce Young? And and, and Georgia's defensive uh, unit this year has been good overall, but it's been fabulous, great against the run, but it has not been fabulous, great against the pass. And so, um, if they're committing with some corner blitzes or some different packages to try and get pressure on Young, what is that? What are they leaving open? Then does that mean? Brian Robinson might have more action in a draw game when Alabama can see that slip coming and they do a slip draw to Brian Robinson. Does that mean if they're trying to bring some guys off the edge that Alabama can incorporate some even more RPO elements? and um, Or if they're trying to bring more up the middle, what does that do again for Billingsley to become a greater component of the pass game? So um, if Georgia cannot get pressure standard on Bryce Young and play band and, and hold up in coverage like that, then I still think it's going to be ultimately uh, a long night for the Bulldogs.
1: Speaking with John Bryce from footballscoop.com here. And, you know, on the flip side, you know, Alabama's defense <laughs> led by Will Anderson and Henry Toto, Sorry, Had to <laughs> got a got a little choked up there. I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> this is this is an Alabama defense that it, you know Stetson Bennett is going to have his work cut out for him. And what what do you expect out of the the young quarterback?
5: Um, you know, again. It's going to be probably more pressure on him than, than anybody in the game, whether that's fair or not, other than maybe Kirby Smart. He's obviously not in the game, so to speak. But I just think that, um, you know, Alabama had a great game plan the first time around. We still haven't seen Thesson Bennett win a game where Georgia isn't dictating every element of it and especially dictating things on the line of scrimmage. I had a college coach tell me this week that um, – He had thought that the matchup was bad for Michigan going into that playoff game because I thought that that Michigan had a chance if it got out early against Georgia. I thought it had a chance um, to take it into the fourth quarter with a chance to win. And he said, no, John, I really believe what Michigan did really well were also what Georgia did even better uh, in terms of Georgia's ability to stop the run and their athleticism and speed on defense would negate what – um, Michigan was able to do offensively and then Michigan from a defensive standpoint um, it's strength were certainly Aiden Hutchinson and getting the pressure on the quarterback but he felt like Georgia was constructed with a line to get around that and, and with an offense that could exploit that which is what we saw happen so um, again I think there's tremendous pressure on Stetson Bennett in this game and I don't think that that Georgia can get the type of lead that it had against Michigan to where there's not pressure on Stetson Bennett in this game.
2: John, these two matched up in the national championship game um, a few years back, obviously, um, that was the game where I guess it was Jalen Hurts' last game for Alabama, basically. Um, Would you see a scenario where Kirby Smart could, if Stetson Bennett is not performing, pull a Nick Saban and go to say JT Daniels or something like that, in
1: midstream?
5: Well, I mean, look, you only get to this point ever so often, so I think every option is on the table uh, for Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. I think they certainly prefer and believe their best chance to win the game is sticking with Stetson Bennett through four quarters. But if but if Stetson Bennett um, is shaky or Stetson Bennett has a couple of – Costly turnovers and, and looks like the stage is overwhelming him. Then I think you'll see Kirby Smart, you know, potentially go to JT Daniels or, or certainly make other adjustments as necessary. It's it's the last game of the year. You don't worry about anybody's feelings when it gets to the last game of the year. You throw everything <laughs> you have on the field and do whatever it takes to try to win a game, especially when you've um, had four, a forty year drought without a national championship, and especially when you were on the cusp of ending it four years ago five years ago whatever it was and then you saw that game evaporate before your eyes so um again there's tremendous tremendous pressure on Kirby Smart in this game and there's tremendous pressure on Seth and Bennett in this game and and in my opinion how those two handle it will dictate a lot about Monday night go ahead Chris (laughs)
1: last game of the year Brent can't hold anything back now uh (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't help it. I, the, as soon as you said it, John, all I could think was <laughs> was Dan Fouts and the Water Boy, uh, man. Yeah. That being said, That's as good. far as sets that and J and JT Daniels are concerned, you know. They've got a lot of weapons on the outside now that George Pickens is back, Jermaine Burton, mm-hmm. Lad McConkey. They've got some really good options, and you mentioned Brock Bowers earlier. I mean, if this has, if they have to get into a scoring match, they've got the they've got the guys on the outside who can do it. So, looking forward to that matchup as well, John. We got about a minute and a half left. I'm sorry.
5: No, that's okay. Yeah, I, I think that's a, another great matchup. And, and look, we've seen a little bit more light out of the Georgia offense late, Uh, especially last week. They did some things. Um, And these two coaches, I made this point on an appearance with the show earlier in the week. Um, The reason we're kind of at this point are not only the talent of Alabama and Georgia on the field, but the resources that they have, the coaching staff that they have, not just the head coaches, um, but they have some of the deepest personnel and analytical staff and recruiting staff of anywhere in college football and i think it shows and i think that's why you've seen really alabama and georgia be two of the very top teams in college football all throughout this season
1: john bryce of footballscoop.com. john thanks so much for taking some time with us today we always appreciate it great insight there and i'm looking forward to monday night as i'm I'm sure you are
5: yes sir i enjoy it fellas i appreciate the visit hope you have a great
1: weekend yes sir you too All right, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about the college football playoff national championship game, and Mo, Chris, JP, final pick of the year. Should be fun. Stick around as we'll come back to the Lee Company studio right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store
2: chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and
1: White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. Not already. It will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
4: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: Talk show you've always wanted. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, from preps to pros, live from the league Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. Here's Chris Yao.
1: Welcome into the final segment of this week's show. Hope you guys have had a phenomenal week with us. We know that we have. It's it's been nice. Uh, I mean, obviously, not being in studio is one thing, but. If you can't be in studio, I guess being at home isn't so bad. I'll tell you the one the, the coolest the, the best thing about working from home this week has been lunch has been solid. <laughs> Had some today we, we, we fried up some potatoes and actually Sarah fried up some potatoes and then
2: <laughs> Let's get that right, huh?
1: Put some taco meat on top of those potatoes. Made some little homemade nachos, and yeah, it was phenomenal. As all creative. Oh, it's it, it's an elite meal. It really is elite. So, elite you he says. throw some
2: sour, you throw some sour cream on it.
1: Of course, you put sour cream on it. All the sour cream. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, we've got a Charlie sighting in the, in the oh, building. No. What's minute, going wow. on? Look-a-here, look-a-here. Oh, right, look at here.
0: Look
2: at here. Oh, the stripes.
1: They like, they're not they're not dressed nearly as warm as they were in that video we showed you earlier. But <laughs> Charlie always having a good time. I love. The oh blue. yeah, she's wearing her llama jammas. Llama jammas. Llama jammas. Yeah, got a little llama on them.
0: Hey, since we saw Charlie, how about another another look at <laughs> yeah, it right here? Another look at yeah.
5: <laughs> for, for our
0: radio listeners, that is um, Charlie with uh, Sarah in tow. Sliding down your driveway.
1: <laughs> so about halfway down that driveway, uh, it stops from being asphalt to gravel.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. You just don't see it <laughs> when it's covered in snow and ice. So, it's a little
2: bumpy there all of a sudden, huh?
1: So the second time, which I'm not video, I'm pushing Sarah, and I'm running beside her. I'm on the, I'm on her left, and I'm pushing her, and I'm pushing her, and, and I'm running. And I oh, wow. let her go and my left foot slides off of the the asphalt into the grass that's next to it, but there's a drop off. So like I I fell. <laughs> and so she turns around and it's hilarious what her reaction was like, what just happened? <laughs> Why are you on the ground? <laughs> And then she was pushing me the next time, and I get to the end, and and I'm trying to I'm trying to go even farther, so I'm trying to get I, I end up on the snow like she does, so I'm trying to get back to the ice to keep going, <laughs> and I flip over backwards. <laughs> oh, it was fun though. As long as you I, had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. My back go. hurts a little. I'm you know I'm old, so I'm I'm feeling it now. <laughs> Mo, feeling?
0: Did he just say he's old? He did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well,
2: I mean compared, say it the, the junior compared
1: to the last time that I was trying to sled. Well, <laughs> you, you are you yeah. are old, huh? In in sledding world, I'm <laughs> I'm very old. As a matter of fact, I, I saw a couple of buddies of mine had this really long, I don't know what they were using. It wasn't a sled, they just had this piece, it looked like a piece of metal. And, uh, so they were sitting at the top of the hill and one of them was sitting on top of the middle, and the other two were getting ready to push him. Feel the rhythm, feel the ride, get on up. It's bobsled time and about halfway, I don't know, it was maybe about 10 or 12 feet. They all just fall over just like in the movie. It's like, this is great. You couldn't have, you couldn't have planned that better. That's awesome. Uh, cool running is one of the best movies of all time. I'm just mm-hmm. here to tell you. JP Hey uh what what was your final record in the regular season? Do you remember
0: in the regular season? Yeah. Uh well, I was above five hundred. I do know yeah, that. I think you were like
1: sixty one or something and I don't remember. I don't what recall. It was. I'm trying to pick it up. It's yeah. it's okay. Um well Mo, what, are, what where where do you sit right now in the in the bowl pick'em? In the bowl pick'em, I think I am twenty one and fifteen. And we, we we have determined that you missed a game somewhere. Okay, I think. Okay, because so you've got thirty six games and mm-hmm. I've got thirty seven.
2: Oh, okay. So right, then I'm probably twenty one and sixteen. Then. <laughs> probably, uh, maybe I just you know selectively amnesiud one of those. I'll take that.
1: Well, uh, you're gonna you're gonna win our pickem because JP sits in third place at eighteen and nineteen, and. I am in second with 19 and 18 mm. on the Capital One Bowl Mania pick'em. the I, I don't know who this is uh, it's best of the best 1423 uh they are 19 and 18 as well I don't know who they have chosen in the national championship game uh it doesn't tell me mm. but I'm nineteen and eighteen as well, so that's exciting. Let's talk about it. Let's 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 get into this game here because we've talked about it all week long. We just talked about it with John Bryce. If you missed that, he, great insight. I mean, guys, this this game right here is basically gonna come down to you know which strength is better, and if. If you're telling me that Alabama is not going to be able to run the ball, but they're still going to be able to throw it, I feel like they win the game. And I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know what would make me think that they can't at this point. I mean, all things being considered, and we talked about this the first time, uh, this team still has a mental block.
2: You know, it's it's tough having watched that last game to say anything other than they have a mental block because you felt like they were the better team in that ball game. Um, But – and I I hate to piggyback on what John Bryce was just saying in the last segment, but, I mean, what he said makes all sorts of sense. I think the possibility of Stetson Bennett going out and winning a ball game for Georgia – and the possibility of Bryce Young doing so for Alabama, you know, they're not on the same level. Um, I'm, I'm just not sure Stetson Bennett can make enough plays if he has to make plays for Georgia to win.
0: That's a, you know, that's a, it's a fair question, Mo. I, I guess my question to counter that is, will he have to? Um, you know, I, going into this, going into the first game, you know, I thought maybe Georgia would would do better, and uh, they obviously didn't. And how they reacted, um, I thought Michigan would would have a shot to beat Georgia. I really did, because I didn't know how Georgia would respond, and the way that they responded um, has gotten me. I well, I, I I was impressed. I'll I'll just put it that way. I was impressed with the way they responded. Um, you know, with with that defense. Getting you know the pressure, um, they obviously didn't get as much as as you would have thought in the first meeting with Alabama, um, and to go against Nick Saban twice, much less once, is doesn't make any sense based on his history. But I don't know. I um, will Stetson Bennett have to win the game. Will that defense be able to? to do that can they get a pick six can they get a forced fumble deep in the red zone um you know you've talked about it mitchy obviously not there this time how much will that affect what alabama can do uh, i do think it will definitely be closer i don't think there's any question it'll be closer than it was in the first meeting
1: i, I think stetson bennett does have to win the game the positive is that you know alabama's cornerbacks You've got a true freshman, Kool-Aid McKinstrick, on one side and a JUCO transfer, Kyrie Jackson on the other. And you've got three really good receivers, including Brock Bowers at tight end. It to me, it feels like, you know, if Georgia's gonna win this game, they're just gonna have to go out there and outscore Alabama. I, I don't think I don't think Georgia has the defense, you know, to to push Alabama. Now obviously you've got You know, you've got a defensive line that just destroyed the Joe Moore Award winners, by the way. (laughs) You know, Nolan Smith and Trayvon Walker on that right side, they're really good. They're really good pass rushers. And, I I mean, Alabama's going to have its hands full, but they had no issue with it the last time. So, what adjustments are going to be made this time around to make sure that Georgia can get some pass rush?
0: Yeah, it's a fair point, and and um, it, I try to go with my gut on things like this. And I know we're, you know, we're going to get to the picks here actually in just a moment. Um, but you know, one thing that stuck with me following the Georgia win over Cincinnati, or rather over uh, Michigan, was, uh, and it may be a small thing, but you know, Kirby Smart was uh, extremely animate about not having Kool Aid dumped on him because he wanted them to realize that that win was not the prize. That wasn't the goal. Um, Winning that meant nothing other than it just gave them an opportunity to where they are now. So I think if they were ever positioned to finally get over that hump, I think this may be it. Um, And, you know, if you just want to look at, uh, you know, the sports gods, (laughs) the last time these two played a national championship game, Georgia's due, right? I mean, they're due against Alabama.
1: They've lost seven in a row.
0: And they've had so many chances to win where they should have won. They're due. Um, and I think this is the best team they've ever had in all of those meetings of recent memory.
1: Well, that being said, JP, Yep. one more time. Let's go to the pick-em.
0: right, so... Of course, Monday nights, uh, if you want to watch the main telecast with uh, Chris Fowler, Kirk Herb Street, and company on ESPN, 7 o'clock uh, shortly after that kickoff Central Time. It is uh, Georgia currently a two-point favorite. I think in our pick-em, two and a half. I think it's two Correct. in the hook in favor of Georgia. Of course, there are a plethora of other ways that you can consume this. Hometown Radio, Um Film Room, all different kinds of ways. Just check all your ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. All right, so Alabama 13-1, and one, Georgia 13-1. and one. Mo, two and a half points in favor of Georgia. That's right, Georgia's the favorite in this one up in Indy.
2: I'm rolling with the underdog yeah, and the poison. SEC champion.
0: They bind the rat poison once again, huh?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, you, you mentioned the way Georgia bounced back against Michigan after the loss in the SEC championship game to Alabama. Michigan's not Alabama, I don't think. And I just think Georgia's ability to run past Michigan was the difference in that ball game, and I, I don't know that that advantage exists in this matchup. And I, I just can't overlook, what, forty one twenty seven Is that what the score was the last time? Yep. I'm, I'm taking Alabama.
1: All right. JP, I am with Mo here. I think Alabama wins this game outright, so I'm going with the Tide. But I do think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and I think Georgia's going to score some more points than they did last time. So it should be fun. But I got the Tide.
0: I think uh, Georgia Channels, what, 1980, 1981, the Dirty Dogs, Herschel Walker, and the Bulldogs, I think, get their first national championship in a long time. I think they get it done. I think this is the time they get over that hump um, and makes it the second time that a, um, a Nick Saban disciple, if you will, Eats them just for the second time happens the same year but i just feel like it's george's time i do it's a gut thing well
1: we'll see it's gonna be fun y'all we will not be on the air again wkom has alim pregame starting at four o'clock on monday we will see you tuesday so please come back with us we'll have reaction tuesday and top five tuesday as well southern middle tennessee sports Day for mo and jp i'm chris Yao. saying have a great day and stay cool columbia